Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Real Positive Girl podcast with me, Sabrina. This is the show that will help you become your best self. I am dedicated to that every single episode, coming up with ideas on how we can become our best self every single day because it is a journey that is never ending. And today we're going to talk about, do you know if you're stressed? But before we jump into that, I do want to invite you as always to come say hi to me on Instagram, send me a DM, send me a prayer request or an encouragement request, or maybe you just want to say hi, or you have any feedback or any suggestions for topics that we should talk about here because I am dedicated to doing um, topics and, um, you know, material that you would find helpful that will help you in your everyday life. So please at Sabrina Joy Perozo, or you're welcome to send me an email, realpositivegirlpodcast at gmail.com. All of that information is available for you in the show notes. And soon coming will be my website that will be revived hopefully within the next week or two. And it'll be super easy for you to contact me over there as well. But let's jump in today's episode, which again is, do you know if you're stressed? So stress is normal in our lives, right? It's totally normal. It's not something that we don't find ourselves experiencing or it's something that we only experience every once in a while. No, we definitely experience it on the regular. Different events and situations can lead and cause us stress, but I do believe some stress can be helpful though, you know, and I want to definitely just say that off the bat, off the bat, because I don't want everyone to think that I'm trying to demonize or make stress seem like it's the most terrible thing in the entire world. It can definitely be beneficial to us. You know, it can keep us motivated to do what needs to get done. You know, if we're under pressure, if we're feeling that, okay, we got to get this done by a certain time period or a certain way or for someone, um, especially when it's important, especially when it's like, okay, this will benefit other people or myself, or it'll help me get to the next level, or it's just what needs to get done, Right. Um, and stress can also teach us how resilient we are when we realize we have the ability to navigate through harder times. And you might be thinking, well, I don't understand how teaching us how we're going to be resilient is helpful. It is helpful. Obviously, it's not really going to be helpful until you're like in the middle of it or you're at the end and you're reflecting back and you're like, oh, wow, going through that hard stuff that was super duper helpful or I'm stronger of, uh, I'm stronger now because of it or wow that really taught me a lot and that's just with any opportunity that you have to learn from like failures mistakes um hard times you're never gonna I'm not gonna say never more often than not you're not gonna see the benefit of going through that until you are able to reflect back on it um if you are practicing becoming more self-aware and understanding of your emotions and really honoring those and really taking time to understand what's going on in your mind, then yeah, when you're in the middle of it, you can, you can appreciate it more. Um, I would say it's really hard for a lot of us to do that, especially if it's so overwhelming and really highly emotionally driven, but it's not impossible. And I would, I would definitely encourage you to seek out more time, which is stuff I talk about all the time of being more self-aware, understanding yourself more, not just like discounting your feelings, your emotions. Don't just cast them to the side or sweep them under the rug. Understand that like, why am I reacting this way? Why are these my triggers? Like what's going on? How can I better uh, learn to react? How can I respond instead? How can I understand and, you know, honor the emotions I'm feeling, but not necessarily, you know, lean to the side of negativity or a pit of despair more of like at least in the middle, moderate, or maybe leaning more into gratitude, joy, or just choosing to really see whatever silver lining you can. You know what I mean? Um, 
so yeah, self-awareness. If you, we, <laughs> I love self-awareness. You guys know. And so anyway, yeah, stress can definitely teach you a, teach us a lot and be super helpful, but taking on a lot of stress can be too much for our minds and bodies, obviously. Like this isn't new knowledge and allowing your body to be under stress too often too often will lead to burnout and an inability to rebound as quickly as before because you aren't allowing yourself to have a break. So like I said, stress is normal. We all experience it and it can be super helpful for us. But if we are continuing to allow ourselves to come under fire, to come under stress like all the time, like really reflect on your life and be like, wow, am I feeling stressed every single day? And you know, there's going to be points in your life that maybe you will feel stressed every single day, but maybe that's just for a limited time. Maybe it's for a week. Maybe it's for two. I would say, okay, maybe it's a month. But if you're going like every single day, week by week, month by month, and you feel like your body has not had a break, (laughs) that's at least like a few days or a week, then you're really just pressing yourself to be under so much stress your body will break down. It does not have the ability to continue to be under stress for such a long duration. Like you might think it does because you've gotten this far, right? A lot of times people will say, oh, you can't do that for so long, or it's not really good for you to do that for so long. And your response might be, well, I've come this far. I'm able to do it this long. It has been working for me for this amount of time. Okay, that's fair. However, ask yourself, Have you been feeling great the whole time that it's been happening? Has it felt comfortable? Have you felt happy? Do you think that if you had to go through this for another six months to a year, it would be fine? And really actually try to like take a step back, have a wider perspective and understand, wow, this probably isn't good for me. Despite the fact that I'm able to, you know, continue to push through, this might not be the best thing for me, you know, because some people definitely handle stress better than others obviously, but by handling it better, you can convince yourself to take on too much. Like I'm talking about some people just like, no, I am a stress magnet. I am just, I'm just built and created to handle stress. And again, maybe you handle it better than anyone else, you know, but you, by, by having that kind of mindset, you're definitely setting yourself up for failure because you're just like, trying to take on more than your body really needs. Just because you handle it better doesn't mean that you are you should take on more just because, right? You should definitely still care about yourself as much as anyone else would with the amount of stress that you're putting on yourself. So this is why I thought it would be really helpful to discuss the symptoms of being stressed in case you are in the habit of allowing yourself to fall prey to its intense ways. Stress is so intense. And so I'm going to review symptoms of stress related to your emotions, your physical body, and your behavior. So this will give you a well-rounded approach and idea of what to watch out for and warning signs that you might want to find a way to pull it back a little bit. And again, if you are that person that's like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Um, and it reminds me of that meme of like the dog and he's like inside and, and everything's on fire and he's like, it's fine. Everything's fine. If that's kind of you, I would encourage you to really take a moment, take a beat and be like, okay, I handle stress well. That's great. I've been able to get through things. Awesome. I have become more resilient. Amazing. 
But do I enjoy it? Do I enjoy having to deal with all this stress all the time? Should I? Like, is this really how I want my life to be? You know, next six months, year of my life, whatever, forever. And I'm going to hope that your answer is probably no. So let's go over the symptoms. I'm going to go by category by category. So again, emotions, then physical, then behavioral symptoms. I'm just going to name three in each because there's definitely going to be some symptoms that are like normal ones that people would think of. Like an, an example would be like anxiety, chest pain, things like that. I'm not really going to talk about that. I'm going to try to talk about the ones that are like a little bit less known. You're still going to probably have heard them, but they're they're definitely the underdogs, I would say. So again, three for each, three categories. Here we go. So for emotional symptoms, the first one that I want to bring up is mood instability. I think it was like last week or two weeks ago, I had created a reel on Instagram talking about how uh, I do suffer from my moods being unstable and it's not all the time. It's just, it's often enough that I will definitely start off the day, like feeling like the best person in the world. And within an hour or two, I feel like I'm the worst person in the world. And then by midday, everything's kind of leveled off and then it goes up and down a little bit, but not like super dramatic, but sometimes it does go like that. And that is totally normal. Having in, uh, unstable um, a mood is normal because if we allow things to really affect us emotionally, um, and some of us allow ourselves to do that more than others, then it could definitely, it could definitely like push us to be more, uh, our moods a little bit more unstable, unstable. So, you know, mood instability, some of that happening, totally normal. However, if you're finding that your mood is unstable more often than not, like all the time, and you are really hitting those highs and lows all the time and super highs and super lows, Uh, you might want to consider whether you are under stress or not. Now, obviously, mood instability can lend itself to different other mental health um, issues that you could be experiencing, but that's not what we're talking about today and that you definitely should consider that if you feel like it's been something that you've been suffering from for a long time. But it is definitely a symptom of stress because you just don't know how to feel about what's going on or you feel so much pressure. You feel like you have to make so many decisions and, you know, you, you... will feel high and then you'll feel suddenly low because it just hits you in waves. So be aware of mood instability. The second one for emotional symptoms is restlessness. So when you're restless, you feel like you need to be doing something, but you don't know what you should do. And, and, and you feel like anything that you start, you can't necessarily finish. And if you want to finish it, you want to finish it in the best way or in a certain amount of time or whatever. You just need to continue to be moving, grooving, getting stuff done, right? And when you feel restless, you feel like there isn't anything you can necessarily do about whatever situation you're in. So you're trying to find something to do, which again, lends itself to being a symptom of stress because you, maybe the the situation that you're under stress for, you don't know what to do about it. You don't know how to fix it, or there's nothing you can do right now. So you find yourself just trying to figure out, okay, what can I do? Like, what can I, how can I put all of this like unkempt uh, energy that you have inside that you want to apply to the thing that's causing you stress? but you can't for whatever reason. And so you're just trying to find an outlet to get it out. And so be aware of like restlessness being a symptom of stress, because if you feel like you've been restless and you don't know why, maybe think about anything that might be stressing you out, or maybe something you didn't consider being a stressor in your life. And you're like, wow, that is causing stress. I might need to deal with that. The third one for emotional symptoms is the inability 
to focus. So you might think, wow, isn't that restlessness? No, not really. Restlessness is more of, like I said, like really needing to find an outlet for your energy. An inability to focus would be actually like sitting down and trying to work or trying to work on something that's really important to you or even watch a show or have a conversation with someone, but you're finding it so hard to focus and really understand what's going on. And I just encourage you to really be aware of that. If you are having the hardest time, like, okay, I go to work every day. It's really hard to stay on task or it's hard to really focus when someone's having a conversation with me. It's hard to focus when I'm reading a book or watching my favorite TV show, right? And you're like, what is up with this? It could definitely be a symptom of stress because you just can't focus on one thing because in the back of your mind, subconsciously, you are worried or trying to deal with the things that are causing you stress and you are just maybe not putting enough attention to it or you put too much and it's just consuming you. And you really need to figure out how to release uh, the energy that's inside, but also figure out a way to like not be so worried and obsessed with the stress so that you can enjoy these other things in your life and be able to focus on multiple things while still dealing with things that are kind of hard in the moment, right? So inability to focus. Okay, so now we're going to move on to physical symptoms. Again, we have three. So the first one for physical symptoms is indigestion or a stomach ache. It's very interesting because I feel like a lot of people forget that there are definitely physical signs of stress and anxiety and worry and all of these things because we always think about like all of the mental ones and maybe even behavioral, which we'll get to next. But our physical symptoms that are actually happening inside our body, a lot of people are like, oh no, that's just like because of something else I don't really care about, so I'm not going to make it a focus. But actually, a lot of these things can be symptoms of stress, and I have experienced all of them. And I'm sure you have too if you actually realize that there is a correlation there. So again, indigestion or stomachache, you can really just like your gut can definitely be affected by the stress and worry that you have inside because if you're just holding all of that inside you and not finding an outlet to get it out or share it with someone or figure out how to fix it, quote unquote fix it, if that's what needs to happen, then you can, and you're just allowing it all to just sit in your body and not get it out and again, not get that energy out, which can definitely be related to restlessness, it can definitely upset your tummy and, uh, or find that you're not able to digest food like you normally do, or things just don't, are just not hitting right because the stress is so highly built up in your body that it's just overtaking everything. So consider that next time you have indigestion or stomachache and something else big is happening in your life, it could definitely be a symptom of stress. The second one for physical symptoms is headaches or like a migraine. I get this all the time. It's like a lot of the time it is related to stress. A lot of time it's just related to my body being, being it, other easy, other situations that I'm dealing with in my life. But, um, but yeah, I've definitely had headaches and migraines from stress. I'm sure a lot of you have had that too. Um, again, it's just like placing so much worry and, and a lot of times that can be transformed into having stress because you are holding so much of that in your body, you're tightening your body, you're tightening your jaw, you're grinding your teeth, your 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 shoulders are tight, and all of that pain uh, can just, you know, radiate up to your head and cause a headache or a migraine. And think about it next time. Next time you have a headache and you ha- do feel overwhelmed or you have a headache and think about like how your body feels. 
I've had to do this a lot because I hold a lot of my stress like physically in my body because I'm so tense and I'm like just trying to hold it in because to me in my mind, I'm like, hold it all in because you can hold it all together that way, right? Physically doing it. So that means I'm mentally doing it, right? But a lot of times we just need to think about our body. A lot of times I have to be like, okay, am I stressed right now? I have to like, I'm doing it right now. Obviously you can't see it because this, <laughs> this is not a video podcast, but I'm letting my jaw go. I am opening my mouth and just allowing it to stretch. I am rolling my shoulders back. I am stretching. I am breathing in deeply. I am not allowing my body to be super tight and tense so that it doesn't contribute to getting a headache or a migraine because of the stress that I'm under. So consider that next time that you have a headache or a migraine. It could be attributed to stress that's happening in your life. And the third one for physical symptoms is trouble sleeping, obviously. A lot of us have thought about this or have considered this probably for a symptom of stress because you're dealing with such stressful symptoms. Wow. You're dealing with a stressful situation. And especially if you are thinking about it before you go to bed, it can definitely be on your mind as you sleep. It can cause you to toss and turn or just not or continually wake up in the middle of the night. That's what happens to me a lot. I actually have to take something so that I don't wake up in the middle of the night as much because I carry a lot of stress to bed. And I know there are so many things that we can do to prevent that or to help it which is probably an episode I'm going to talk about in the future. If that's something you're interested in, please let me know via Instagram or my email in the show notes below. But yes, so trouble sleeping can definitely be correlated with stress because you're just so worried and continually thinking about all of this crap that you have to deal with and not really coming to a solution yet maybe or maybe fearing what the solution is because it's the solution you have, but it's not necessarily the one that you want or that's the best for everyone or that's easy. I totally get it, but it can cause you to like not sleep well because you're so wrapped up in it in your mind and you're unable to let it go before you go to sleep, which is the time that you need to rest so you're able to get back up and deal with it again. Okay, so we're going to move into the final category, which is behavioral symptoms. Again, we have three for behavioral symptoms, which again, I feel like is something that not a lot of people talk about. Um, so the first one is social withdrawal. So it's interesting because when you're under a lot of stress, a lot of people will lean on other people and they're like, I need help. I'm dealing with all this crap. I don't know what to do. But then there are some people that feel like if you don't want to put a burden on someone else, or you just feel overwhelmed and you don't even know how to explain to someone else how you're feeling or what you're going through, or maybe you feel shame about it. Maybe you feel embarrassed. Maybe you feel like it's just not something anyone else needs to know, or maybe something even worse. If you've gotten threatened or something to not share it, which if that's the case, you really need to seek help because that does not sound like a positive relationship or situation and you need help because that is a red flag of worse things to possibly come if they haven't already. Just putting that out there. But anyway, so, but a lot of people will socially withdraw because they don't want people to see them stressed, especially if they're known as someone that's calm, especially if they're known as someone that's able to keep it all together. And so they'll withdraw from situations so they don't have to be seen in this light or don't have to really explain to people or they don't know how to explain to people. And I definitely have that. Like if I'm under a lot of stress, I just want to be alone because a lot of times also in a positive note, 
being alone will definitely help me decompress because I'm like, okay, I'm going to worry, worry, worry. And then I'm going to try to let it go for a little bit and enjoy something on my own, as opposed to being with other people. And then also being a group of people and them talking about what's stressing them. And then you wanting to bring it up, but not wanting to bring it up. You know what I mean? Or someone else triggering that thought to consume you while you're out. So many reasons, but yeah, be on the lookout. If you find yourself or someone else socially withdrawing a lot or a significant amount for them, they might be under a lot of stress. You might be under a lot of stress. You might be under stress in general. Number two for behavioral symptoms is unhealthy eating. You know, everyone, emotional eating, stress eating. This is like a common one that a lot of people know, but I feel like a lot of people don't recognize it in the moment because you're just like, oh, I'm just hungry or I'm just nervous or this is only happening. But if you allow this habit to continue for too long, it definitely can have a negative impact on you in your health and whatever goals you may or may not have, or you just, it could contribute to other things like, uh, like your appearance with like your act, like if you have acne, if that's like, you know, if the certain things you're eating will contribute to that or how you look, if that's important to you, um, and just how you feel, right? Cause you know, when you eat too much crappy food, you just feel gross and just feel like, Oh, this is not good. So regardless of whatever, negative connotation that could be attached to unhealthy eating for you. It is definitely a symptom of stress because you're just trying to fill that void. You're probably trying to do something that's enjoyable. And a lot of times for us, food is enjoyable and we can overdo it because we just want to have something that's good, something we can rely on, something that we actually enjoy. So if you find yourself un- eating unhealthfully, definitely a symptom of, could be a symptom of stress. And the last one I want to share with you for behavioral symptoms and for all of these symptoms will be a good old classic nail biting. This is a big one. This is a big one in my house, at least. Uh, A lot of times when people are under stress, uh, we will bite our nails. We will. And there was a time where I could barely keep any sort of like natural nail on my nail. I'm looking at my nails now and I'm like, wow, look at that. That's like a little tiny natural nail on there, but I would bite them off all the time because I was under so much stress. My daughter does this a lot where she'll bite her nails and it's it, you know, and I don't necessarily point it out all the time. Um, I try to, but I don't want to make her super self-conscious about it. But if you find someone else that you know, or you are finding that you are constantly biting your nails, especially if you're biting it so down to the quick that it is bleeding, It's definitely a cause for you to realize like, wow, I'm under a lot of stress and I'm just doing something that feels totally mindless uh, because I am trying to put some sort of action or some sort of like, yeah, some sort of physical action towards combating the stress that you feel on the inside, right? Um, So I would definitely consider that next time you find yourself biting your nails. Like it's a super classic one that we've all seen in the movies in real life. And I wanted to bring it up because it's important because you are... Um, actually, if you, if you let it go too far, like I said, down to the quick, you can, your fingernails can start bleeding and get infected and you're hurting your body. And there's other things that can trail off of that. that can get, fall off a cliff where it's terrible things that you're doing to your body because of stress. But, um, I would say that's a, it's a beginner one that we should still be on the lookout for, for stress. So please let me know now that I've done them all. (laughs) 
Please let me know if there are any other symptoms you suffer from in regards to stress. You know, it would be super helpful to know how everyone differs in this. And I can share with that with everyone else if you let me know um, just to have more information. So again, my Instagram at Sabrina Joy Perozo or send me an email to realpositivegirlpodcast at gmail.com. All that information is in the show notes below, but hopefully the symptoms given here are helpful in evaluating whether you are enduring stress or not, or even to use it to, you know, evaluate if people close to you are having stress that they may not have told you about, and maybe you can offer some sort of help or support uh, if you find that to be appropriate. So thank you so much for listening to the Real Positive Girl podcast. Again, with me, Sabrina. Again, I appreciate you guys listening, downloading, sharing the show. I love this so much. Please do not hesitate to reach out to me on Instagram or via email for any questions, comments, concerns, prayer requests, feedback, topics, suggestions, or just to say hey, hi, and hello to me. But until next time, have a good one, and I will see you all next time. Bye.